by making up for lost time. Welcome back to Yesterday Today, bringing you the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm your host, Jake Westbrook, and by my side... By my side is... Is... is who? You. You're supposed to introduce yourself. What do you mean? You always introduce me. Yeah, but you always find a reason to complain about it, so I, I figured from now on I'll let you introduce yourself. So just go ahead. Well, you could have told me. Well, I figured you would have picked up on it when I paused... There, the pause was supposed to clue you in that you were supposed to... No, no, I mean, I mean, you could have told me so I would have some time to prepare a little something. A clever little rhyme or something. I, I could have even tied into the theme of today's show. What, do you have anything else you could say, or...? What good is just saying my name? We might as well just have you do the introduction again. Do you want me to? No, just my name. You might as well do it. Fine. By my side is McLean Westbrook. That's me. Anyway, now that we're introduced, it's time to move on to the theme of today's show. A rainy spring day. It's uh, been coming down in sheets over here the last couple days. You can probably hear it beating against the windows in the background. It's a torrential downpour out there. What is that? Sounds like our exuberant janitor, Sidney Snorthoff. Oh, yeah, you can come up with an introduction for Sidney, but not yourself. Bucket. We're, we're taking on water. Sydney, what are you talking about? The basement is flooding. The basement is flooding? We have a basement? All this rain we've been getting the last couple of days, and that and the melting snowpack, it's, it's getting into the basement. It's under three feet of water right now, and, and it's getting deeper by the minute. Uh, all men on deck, batten the hatches, man the lifeboats, get to bailing. Uh, right, right, uh, bailing. Um... Uh, let me let me just put the music on for the show. Uh, are, there any, are there any buckets around here we can use? Nah, I got the only one. You guys can choose between this wastebasket and a flower vase. Dibs on the wastebasket. Aw, man. Rain. Let us cuddle while the rain Pitter-patters on the pane And we're chance to while away a dreamy afternoon a lovely peaceful afternoon no one can see us hooray it's so cozy in the rain there's no reason to complain if she's with you It's ten to one you kiss her in the rain. Rain, rain.
If she's with you To hold her hand And then it's ten to one You kiss her in the rain have saved those leftover dreams funny but here's that rainy day here's that rainy day they told me about And I laughed at the thought that it might turn out this way. Where is that worn out wish that I threw away after it brought my lover near?
I fell in love with you The raindrops seemed To want to help me too Because of rain We stayed indoors And watched it pour That's how I found the one That I adore Because of rain We stole a kiss or two The cloudy day Gave way to skies of blue We must thank the misty Moisty window pane We found our love Because of rain
those tears from your eyes If I've been kind of mean to you I apologize Come here where you belong You were right I Sometimes we have a spat or two What is love without a few? Ah, come on, let a smile shine through Coming out Coming out of 
Was it rain? 
Alright, welcome back to yesterday today. You've caught us in the middle of bailing out the basement in our building. Hey, no dawdling. If we don't get this water bailed out and stop the leaks in this place, all of your precious recording equipment will be underwater. I'm not dawdling, Sydney. I'm just trying to get the show done. I don't know what dawdling means, but is it just me or are we not making much progress here? We've been carrying buckets of water out the building for a half hour and there's still just as much here as there was before. Man, just goes to show you how great this situation is, man. It's flooding just as fast as we can empty them out. It's, it's almost up to our waist now. Uh, Sydney, have you been dumping the water right outside the building by the wall there? Aye, maybe. Aye, that I have. And I tell you, this is one of the worst floods I've ever seen. I've lost count of how many buckets I've dumped out. <laughs> well, Captain Ahab, do you think it's possible the water you're dumping out by the building is leaking right back into the basement? Aye, aye, aye. I'll, uh, I'll start dumping it out in the storm drain by the street. Yeah, you do that. That's a that's a good idea. Hey, guys, am I crazy or is there something moving around in the water? <laughs> Great harpoons! The water must have broken some sort of sea creature with it. Either that or the rats in the building are getting flooded out. You told us you got rid of all the rats in the building. Oh, did I? Um, define all the rats. God. Mondo, what are you doing? Oh, 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 nothing. Me just been using the flooded basement as a uh, as a swimming pool the last couple of days. Well, we're uh, bailing it out now to uh, you know get all the water out of the basement. Oh no! This this is the best pool me's ever had. You know you go down to the public pool and it's always so full of people and whiny babies and the smell of sunscreen. Me hate the smell of sunscreen. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to ask you to move along, Mondo, and, and get back to your job, you know, guarding the building. Oh, fine. You know, now that you mention it, the, the fact that all this water is got in here, under, right under me nose, that is really a poor reflection of me guarding duties. Me has failed you guys, but don't worry. Me will rectify this mistake. From now on, every raindrop that comes down from the sky will get punched by Mondo before it can get into the building. So don't you worry about that. Me is off. Thanks, Mondo. On that note, let's get to the second half of the show. It's an episode of Viver McGee and Molly. Oh, there's a lot of raindrops, and she's moving pretty fast. We don't know if we can keep up. The Johnson Wax Program with Viver McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Gene Carroll, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. A song that's made the hit parade with jukebox, band, and trio is a lovely ditty of a dripping city called A Rainy Night in Rio. But brother and sister, in Wistful Vista, the rain is more wet than jolly. And out in the street, nearly drowned on their feet, are Fibber McGee and Molly! feet wet, kiddo? <laughs> well, as Bob Hope would say, I wouldn't say my feet are wet. 
But the USS Pennsylvania just sailed under my left instep. <laughs> you shouldn't ought to stand out in the rain like this. Nor you either. Oh, I have to. I gotta wait for a guy. I told him I'd meet him here, and I'm gonna do it. Well, I'll wait, too. I'm curious to know which of your friends has webbed feet. <laughs> he didn't know it was gonna rain like this. I agreed to meet him here in front of Kramer's drugstore, and I got a reputation for doing things on time. Also for buying things on time. <laughs> you better get inside the drugstore and get some hot coffee, kiddo. You're wetter than a whale's tail. <laughs> no, thanks. I don't like Mr. Kramer's coffee. No? No. If Brazil ever found out what Mr. Kramer does to a coffee bean, the good neighbor policy would be bluey. <laughs> too strong or too weak? Why, it's blacker than the inside of a piccolo. Yeah? <laughs> they say somebody dunked a donut in it last week and lost two fingers. Mm. <laughs> wow. Did you see that lightning? I wish it would do that oftener or quit. <laughs> the flashes are too close together for comfort and too far apart to read by. Just what is this business, McGee? What's so important that you have to make like a mallard? <laughs> Confidential matter, Molly. Promise not to mention it to anybody. Why don't you grab a cab and go on home? Not a chance, dearie. If you can stand it, I can. Maybe we can get twin beds in the pneumonia ward. <laughs> and speaking of pneumonia, look who's sloshing up the street. Old Doc Gamble, the old organ grinder. <laughs> Hi, Doc. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Well, hello there, Molly. Hello, Drippy. Great night for ducks. <laughs> you ought to know, being a quack. <laughs> now, McGee, please. Well, my gosh, that was a pretty trite remark. Great night for ducks. <laughs> Leave it to the doctor to corn a phrase. <laughs> if I'd said it was a great night for fish, you'd have said I ought to know, being a physician and sturgeon. <laughs> I never joke about sturgeons, fatso. They have a shad row to hold. Oh. <laughs> Boys, now this is positively the wettest humor that ever dripped on 14th Street. <laughs> what brings you out in a storm like this, Doctor? Hospital ran out of calcium wafers. The interns have been using them for poker chips. <laughs> so what? Does the staff surgeon have to wait out to the drugstore in a cloudburst every time they need a handful of pills? Well, as a matter of fact, I made a deal with Kramer on prescriptions, oh, and I've come Oh, taking a cut on him, eh, Doctor? You call that ethical? Does Morris Fishbine know what you, that you do that? <laughs> you better ease up, or the medical association will paddle your big fat bitches with your own shingle. Oh, don't be like that, limber lip. I have a deal with Kramer that every time he can read my writing on a prescription, he owes me two bits. <laughs> well, how much does he owe you now, Doctor? That's what worries me. I haven't made a nickel in three weeks. <laughs> I want to know what he's been giving my patients. Incidentally, do you two people have to stand out here in the rain? Yeah, we do. Or I do, anyway. Yes, and I do, too. I'm the kind of faithful wife you read about, Doctor, and almost never meet. <laughs> If my man has to stand in the rain to meet somebody on a business matter, there's little Molly, soggy but happy. <laughs> well, love is a wonderful thing. Every time a ring goes over a finger, somebody has to knuckle down for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, good night. See you both in an oxygen tent. <laughs> so long, old organ grinder. Pretty cynical about marriage all of a sudden. Fifi Tremaine must have turned him down like a Pullman blanket. <laughs> hey, you better go on the drugstore, baby. You'll catch cold standing in this rain. 
Well, I guess I will go in and dry off a little, dearie. Fine. I'll call you as soon as this guy shows... Excuse me for interrupting, Mr. McGee, but can I ask your wife a question? Why, Lena! My gosh, Lena, I thought you were home doing the housework. Well, I was dusting the living room furniture, Mr. McGee, but something came up which I thought it would be advisable to get Mrs. McGee's opinion about it. Why, certainly, Lena. What came up that was so important? One of the springs in the sofa. <laughs> came up right through the seat. Oh, my. Well, what did you want to know about it, Lena? Well, Mr. McGee, my question is, should I dust the spring, too? <laughs> Why, of course, Lena. Why not? This is as good a time as any to start your spring cleaning. Gee <laughs> <laughs> uh, whiz, don't you get it, kids? Lena says, clean the spring, and I says, spring cleaning, it's a very simple play. Ain't simple... funny, McGee. <laughs> Ain't? Not in this weather, anyhow. <laughs> Although, personally, I just love rainy weather. I go around just singing in the rain, just singing in the... Isn't that a beautiful piece? You know, my music teacher says I sing with such a pear-shaped tone. <laughs> a pear-shaped tone, huh? He says it's shaped like a pair of old overshoes. <laughs> I guess he gets a boot out of hearing me. <laughs> My goodness, these are the wettest puddles I ever stood in. Well, no wonder your feet are wet in those satin slippers, Lena. My gosh, you ought to wear something sensible in weather like this. I should say so. Something with a Cuban heel would... Oh, don't mention those things to me, Mrs. McGee. I had a terrible experience with a pair of Cuban heels last year. Really? Mm -hmm. Did you take a fall, Lena? Oh, did I ever fall. Something awful. And while I was trying to make up my mind which one to marry, they both went back to Cuba. Well, look, you better go back to the house before you catch cold. Yes, grab a bus, Lena. Oh, my boyfriend will drive me home in his truck, honey. He works right around the corner in the electric shop. Oh, he must be your current boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's alternating between me and the girl next door. <laughs> oh, my poor Ladislaus. Ladislaus. Ladislaus Schapowski. He's nine feet ten inches tall. Wow. Imagine that. Only two inches between me and a joke about a ten-foot pole. <laughs> Well, I'll see you at the house, folks. Oh, zippity-doo-dah! My, oh, my, what a wonderful day! Getting out to the orchestra and Hardy.
Stand in that doorway, thank you. Quite a rain, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I see worse, Latrive. When I was over in France with the army in 1918 during the First World War, the big war, I seen much worse rain than this. Really? Yeah. Stand inside the doorway here, McGee. You're getting soaked. I can't, Latrive. I got to stand out here where I can be seen. I'm meeting a guy here, and I don't want to miss him. Business matter. Must be very important business to make you expose yourself to this storm. Confidential matter, Latrive, but. As I was saying, one month over there in France, it rained day and night for 78 days. We drilled in rowboats. No officer would ride a horse unless it was a mudder. Why, it was mud up to our bayonets. Ever notice my skin, Latrivia? Not particularly. I've heard it said that it was thicker than most people's. But I've made no personal observations. Well, next time you see me in the shower room at the Elks Club, take a gander at my epidermis, boy. I got a complexion like a strawberry parfait. And you want to know why? Not badly enough to get insomnia about it. Well, sir, I'll tell you. That mud in France was a natural beauty clay. My company was made up of the toughest bums in America, Latrivia. Ham and egg prize fighters, bootleggers, yeggs, railroad men, actors, bindle stiffs, and slum kids. And after six months of wallowing in that mud, we looked like chorus boys from the student prince. You don't say. Yes, sir. If I ain't telling the truth, may lightning strike... Well, maybe not chorus boys, exactly, but... That mud was sure wonderful stuff. Made a lot of trouble for the 7th Cavalry. They rode through that goo one day, and all the brands healed up on their horses. <laughs> Took them six months to sort them out again. Very interesting. When I was in the Coast Guard in the Solomon Islands, I had... One buddy of mine took a knapsack full of that mud home. Took it home with him and had a chemist analyze it. He was going to manufacture it synthetically and make a fortune. And what was the laboratory analysis? Dirt, 72%, water, 16%, and cigarette butts, 9%. That's 97%. What was the other 3%? A second lieutenant named Plotnik that got lost in the mud here. (laughs) Very hard to duplicate, so the experiment was a flop. What was you saying about the Solomon Islands? 
Well, I was a chief gunner's mate on an LST. I'll never forget I... one guy in my outfit. <laughs> a guy named Herbert. At roll call, we always gave our last name first, you see. Adams, John, Berkowitz, Peter, Clanahan, Patrick, McGee, Fibber, like that, you see. Yes, yes, I'm quite familiar. Well, sir, Herbert's feet. first name was Marshall. And the first time he says, Herbert Marshall, the captain walks over, gets his autograph, makes him a sergeant, and gives him a 72-hour pass to Paris. <laughs> Excuse me, Latrip, you were saying? I was saying that while I was on an LST off the Solomon Islands in 1943... Ah, oh, we boy, so... the time sure flies. <laughs> I met one of them guys from my outfit just the other day, a fellow named uh, Crantwell or Hobblefrost or something, and he... Oh, oh, you got to go, Latrivi? Yes. Yes, I have. An appointment up the street. Oh, stick around. Molly's inside the drugstore here getting dry, and I haven't got anybody to talk to. Tell me some more about when you were in the Solomon Islands on the... <laughs> down there on that LSMFT. <laughs> LST. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Well, one day, as we were passing through the Sunda Straits... Boy, that we sure were... must have been rugged. I remember one time I was corporal of the guard. Hey, by the way, uh, were you in the service, Latrivia? No. No, McGee. I was home hoarding sugar. Good night. Trivia's sure full of interesting stories. I could listen to him all night. Doggone it, I wonder when that guy's going to show up for this appointment. He was due here an hour ago, and if he don't Hello, show up... Hello, for... pal. What's the idea of standing out here in the rain? Oh, hi, Junior. I promised a friend of mine I'd meet him here in front of the drugstore, and I don't want to let him down. Oh, wouldn't he have sense enough to look inside the drugstore? I got that angle covered, Junior. Molly's in there. <laughs> if he comes in and asks for me, she'll tell him I'm out here. Oh. How was that again? Skip it, son. Quite a rain we're getting, it isn't. Yeah. Should be good for the rhubarb, but what are you prowling around in this mess? <laughs> well, my wife was hungry for some candy, and Kramer has the kind she likes. Peanut clusters. You mean she sends you out in a storm like this for a dad-ratted sack of peanut clusters? Certainly not. I insisted on going. Oh. She even tried to hide my umbrella to keep me from going out. She did, eh? Where'd she hide it? In the sleeve of my raincoat. Mm. <laughs> Very clever of her. When you've been married as long as I have, Junie, you'll learn one thing. Yeah. The best way to let a woman think she's getting her own way is to let her have it. <laughs> well, my wife's a great kid. Fine housekeeper, too. Johnson's wax on everything. Oh. Floors, furniture, woodwork, lampshades, windowsills, every surface that needs protection against dust and dirt and dampness. I'll bet you made her sign an agreement to that effect before you married her. <laughs> I did not. Her mother always used Johnson's wax, too. And her mother's mother. The family was noted for hospitality. Mine was, too, Junior. Very sociable. My granddad made some elderberry wine that really broke the ice at parties. <laughs> broke a wall out of the fruit cellar one night, too. But <laughs> hey, did you know that my mother-in-law insisted that part of my wife's hope chest be three cans of Johnson's wax? No, but I could easily... She imagine. called the girl aside one day and said, Mari, she said, you're marrying a fine young man. And then you came along and took her away from him. <laughs> That's great work, boy. I always She say... was talking about me. Oh. She said, Mari, she said, you're marrying a fine young man. Look, Junior, look. 
Never pin your medals in the same place twice. <laughs> Makes holes in your coat. <laughs> well, anyway, she said there's nothing a man loves more than a well-kept home. Yep. And Johnson's Wax is absolutely essential for that. It's the very symbol of smart housekeeping and hospitality. It protects, it preserves, it beautifies. Hey, uh, Waxy. Yeah? <laughs> Look, there's nobody here but just me and you. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard all that. <laughs> You can relax. Go get your wife her candy and beat it home, toots. Okay, okay. I sure hope Kramer has some peanut clusters. The Justice of the Peace gave us some the day we got married. Remind me to tell you about that wedding sometime. Yeah? Yes, the Justice had a dog that kept jumping up on us all through the ceremony. Uh-huh. We were probably the first newlyweds to have a pup stand up with the bridegroom. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I know a guy in Peoria. As my wants... wife always says, it proved the old saying, a dog is friend's best man. Oh. See you later, pal. <laughs> I wonder if that guy understood I was meeting him on Tuesday night. Maybe he thought I said Monday or Wednesday. Oh, I distinctly remember saying Tuesday night. Well, I'll wait a little while longer and... Oh, hi, Wimp, old man. Hello, folks. It's not folks this time, Wimp. There's just me. Molly's in the drugstore getting dry. My goodness. I don't know when I've seen it rain like this. I wish I could go home and get into some dry clothes. Well, why don't you? Sweetie Face locked me out. <laughs> Sweetie Face, that's my big old wife. You mean she locked you out of your own house on a night like this, Wimp? What for? Because I made a teensy-weensy little joke is all. What was the joke? Well, <laughs> I thought it was rather amusing myself. <laughs> Sweetie Face told me to run to the grocery store and get some beets for dinner and... I told her I hated to carry them home in all that rain. Why? Because. <laughs> because it wasn't a fit night out for man or beast. <laughs> well, I don't think that'll get you more than 200 on the Colgate laugh meter, Wimp. <laughs> wasn't bad enough to get locked out for. What are you going to do now? Well, I think I'll go to the public library and read a good bird book. A what? A good bird book. <laughs> you know any good bird books, Mr. McGee? Well, now, let me think. Hey, how about Robin Hood? Robin Hood wasn't a bird, Mr. McGee. No? He was a bandit. Oh. A bold, bad bandit. Oh, yes. Well, then, oh, I know. Mother Goose. Oh, I've read that. Oh, dear, and I'd hope to do some reading about birds tonight, too. You know what I'm going to do? What? <laughs> I'll go in the drugstore, get some corn plasters, and look at the blue jays. <laughs> Sweetie Face can't keep me from my hobbies. Goodbye now. Sure ain't clearing up any. Three hours I've been standing here, and it's raining harder than ever. I hope a lot of people have got them new pens. This whole town will be doing business underwater tomorrow. <laughs> Seen anything of your friend, dearie? Oh, hi, Molly. No, he hasn't showed up yet. Boy, am I drenched. The next time I make an appointment to meet a guy someplace... Oh, oh hi, Eddie. Hi, McGee. Who was that? Uh, Eddie Ekatoop. He's a singer. But as I was saying, next time I make an appointment to meet a guy someplace... Oh, hi, Noxie. Hello, McGee. Who was that? Noxie Drivenwall. 
Another singer. Next time I make an appointment and meet a guy someplace, I'll... Oh, hi, Boogie. Hi, Fib. <laughs> Who's that, another singer? Yeah, Boogie Balaprop. <laughs> Next time I make an appointment... That was quite a coincidence, wasn't it? Three singers going past in a row? Oh, no, that, that, that's a trio. They sing at McNally's Tavern. Oh, why don't they walk together? My gosh, kiddo, they got their arms around each other's shoulders all day long. This is a luxury for them. <laughs> What is it you're standing here in the rain for, McGee? Hmm? I don't like to be inquisitive about your private business affairs, but what's all the mystery? No mystery, Snooky. Just a confidential matter. He didn't want it discussed. Who didn't? Friend of mine passing through town. Wired me yesterday and made this appointment. Guy by the name of Fred Nittany from Starved Rock, Illinois. Heavenly days, Fred Nittany. You heard me speak of him before? Why, of course, you and he were in vaudeville together. That's the guy, McGee and Nittany, songs and witty sayings. Clean entertainment for the whole family. Well, I wish he'd come. I've always wanted to meet Fred Nittany. I wish he'd come, too, and let me out of this rain. You got a piece of rubber hose with you? For what? Siphon out my inside pocket. <laughs> my wallet's getting waterlogged. I got a floater policy on it, but it keeps going under it. Oh, hi, Mahoney. Well, praise the saints, and if it isn't the little Scott himself and the Mavourney. Well, it's just dirty weather we're having, is it not? The little people themselves will be hiding under their mushrooms. And if they <laughs> if they've any room left, I'll get under there with them, officer. <laughs> and what would be bringing a delicate flower like yourself out on a night like this, Makushla? Himself there. Yep, got to meet a guy, Mahoney. Confidential business, important. Oh, important, is it? And aren't you ashamed of yourself dragging the little one out to her death of cold? Huh? Look at the little Colleen standing there. Her with the soft winds off the lakes of Killarney in her throat. And the water off Kramer's roof down her neck. <laughs> well, just say the word, you poor child, and I'll take me nightstick to the dirty little tyrant and beat the... Ah, oh, Soggy ticket salesman. Uh, it's all right, officer, it's all right. I insisted on coming with him. Ah, uh, what a pity. Nothing would give me more pleasure than to... Ah, uh, but never let it be said that Mahoney beat up a citizen with a witness standing by. <laughs> well, I'll be splashing along now. Yeah, I'll do that. Good night, officer. Good night to you, boss, and may your corn survive the crow. <laughs> You're shivering. This is a lot of nonsense. Well, gee whiz, Molly. I made an appointment with Fred to meet me here, and I'd hate to think that he thought that I'd... What think... time was the appointment for? 7.30. And it's 9.15 now. Come on, let's go home. You go home, Molly. Get a cab and run along. I'll stick around a while. But I'll promise you one thing. What's that? If that guy don't show up by 11 o'clock, he can go borrow the 20 bucks from somebody else. Oh. <laughs> this is preposterous. think it was pretty silly standing in the rain all that time just to lend the man money. And then he doesn't show up. Oh, well, I owed old Fred a favor anyhow, Molly. You did? Sure. I asked him to lend me some money one time, and it was raining just about like tonight. What happened? Oh, I waited in the rain three hours, and he never showed up that time either. 
This makes us even, and... Hey, wait a minute. That That's not... The... Listen, dry yourself off and come to bed. Oh, good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Welcome back to yesterday today, wrapping up the rainy day thing show as we've we finally hauled the last bucket of water out of the basement. And I think I think we've we've got it all now. It's about time too. I thought we'd never get that thing empty the water. Well, that was the easy part. Now we rip out the carpet, we remove the paneling, and we dry the whole area out. Unless, of course, you want to get black mold developing down there after the whole place was soaked. <laughs> and then there's the plugging up the leaks in the foundation to prevent future flooding, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty big job altogether. I'll tell you what, I'll do the whole project for mm, probably about 20000 Sydney, you already work here. You get paid by the hour. Hey, I'm putting myself through college, and I'm engaged. Do you think life's free? Well, take up your negotiations with the producers, Sydney. We just work here, right? And on the other hand, what's the worst of all the mold to do? If you want more yesterday today, visit kisu.org or wherever you get your leaking, waterlogged, soaked podcasts. That all happened a long time ago. It's a strange story, isn't it? Very strange. I have no right to expect you to believe it. Even Sylvia's never believed it. And you know, sometimes I scarcely believe it myself. Honestly, don't you get bored taking care of all these old files, all this dead news? News is what happens. What's the difference if it happened 50 years ago or happened tomorrow? Say, if I could get a hold of tomorrow's paper, just 24 hours from now, I'd give 10 years of my life. Time is only an illusion, my boy. This is today. But 50 years ago was the future. And the name is uh, Stephen. Ron Stephen. Doesn't exist. In there, officer, he went through that door. All right, let's go. There he is, going up the 
Nothing but a wonderful future. Darling, if you don't mind, let's not think about the future. 